Hello and welcome to the Unusual Dialogues episode. Today, I am hosting an interview with Lucas. Hello, Lucas. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi, how are you? I'm really happy to be connecting with you here from Kuwait all the way to Portugal. And um, first and foremost, before we even start, I'd like to invite you to briefly introduce yourself to our listeners. Okay. First of all, I'd like to say it's an it's a honor. It's very, I'm very glad about your invitation to the podcast. And personally, that I miss you and your friends. We met here in Portugal. It was super, it was one hell of a great experience. And I miss you guys. And um, yeah, I'm Lucas, Lucas Santos. Um, my artistic name goes as Lucas Janine. And I came from Brazil. I moved to Portugal in 2017. Left everything I, went, I had there and came to try a, a living here. And it was the best decision of my life. And um, I'm a musician ever since I, I was 13 or something. And a professional musician ever since I realized that we can be happier and have more freedom with uh, music than in a normal, uh, a normal job, higher job. Um, even though, um, even though I, I, musician is my main activity, uh, I am very, very interested in writing, in creativity when it comes to writing. I've been trying it ever since. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. Like, I'm a musician and a writer. Beautiful. I love that. And yeah, of course, you know, I, I bet that um, both Trenton and Cuba would echo my um, opinion that we do miss you guys as well. It was a pleasure. <laughs> And it was a really good time. I think Porto Porto is a definitely a place to visit once, uh, uh, once in a you know in a lifetime, once in a time, and every now and then. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure Trenton still has it on on its cards on uh, coming over to Basque with you. So watch out. And um, <laughs> I love I love that. I like the you know. I think this is what why we connected so well initially as well because uh, I do. Um, write and I do perceive myself to be you know somewhat of a writer and and I really love that so I, I'll ask about that in a second but I'd like to start from a beginning you said that you traveled to Portugal in 2017 so maybe two questions what made what made you come to Portugal and what was it that you left behind all right um, I always knew that I didn't want to live in Brazil. I uh, was always very interested in the European culture. And, um, well, it's hard to make a living in Brazil. It's kind of, everything's kind of uncertain. I know, I know people, I have friends down there that uh, try their best every day and put effort and dedication into their careers or their studies. They, they really, really want to make it in life. And I see them frustrated all the time because it, it just never happens. I get the impression that in Brazil things just don't happen unless you are one of the few, one of the few privileges uh, privileged people that know like uh, powerful people or have like these connections. I get the impression that life is like this in Brazil. Always had the impression like 
when you're a kid in the majority of the population in Brazil, you know the value of money very early in your life. You know, like, uh, you know what it is to, to why we need to, to yeah, uh, we know the value of, of, of things very early and um, the, the, the financial value, right? And um, I always saved money, actually, ever since I was, like, I started my first uh, work, my first job in Brazil. I was 18, and I already thought, like, I'm going to save money, and I'm going to quit here. I, w I want to, to go somewhere else. And, and even though I tried hard to, I, I needed some help, like, to borrow, borrow me money so I could travel and try my life here. And um, there, there you go. I, I borrowed this money. I came. I worked at the factory for two years. Worst time of my life. Uh, I get the impression that in in the countryside of Portugal, in some places, people don't understand the, what human dignity is. Uh, they're really treated like, like I, I, I can't even describe, like we were treated as dogs in this factory. Uh, but uh, I asked for my for my visa, and it arrived after two years, and I could finally break free of that. If you excuse me, the expression that shit. <laughs> and I traveled Europe for a while. I had the most wonderful time of my life, and in the end, I decided that Porto Porto was my favorite city, and I came back here to to live here ever since. Ever since I'm I'm a busker, I had to work again to renew the visa and all, but but I, the majority of time I try to to focus on I try to to just make money out of music, even if it's not that great sometimes, especially in Corona times, it was horrible to make money in the streets. I had to be very very minimalistic, but still it's it's worth it. It's better than than having um, a full time job and being closed and yeah uh, it, it I, I prefer to live minimalistic and to have free time to to focus on the things that interest me and wonderful <laughs> so no of course i'll 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 follow from that that was quite the uh, i think you answered that as well but it's okay let's let's continue i i have a question about the question so um I assume that those two years when you were trying to get the visa, it was because of not being able to work legally that you ended up in the factory that was not necessarily the nicest place to work, is it? Yes, we we have to take what we what we and what we get. Like a, a factory was the place where I found a job, and I wanted to keep there until I have my I, until I was absolutely sure that I would have the the visa for work that I would be able to look for work somewhere else. And uh, I remember one of the one of the things that also let like made me stay and, and make, give me fear of ever trying something else was my engineering my engineer saying um, that do you want to do you want to stay in this country. You wanna keep here? Then you 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 fucking give me numbers. You fucking uh, do your work and do do a better work. Like it's uh, it's tough stuff to, to discuss here. But it was really really fucked up. No, Horrible of course. Problems. I mean, you know, uh, I think any any kind of job that you don't have a choice to be or not to be there. Um, 
can easily get out of hand to become an abusive job because in, in a moment when you don't have a choice, you're up against the wall and the other person has all the cards. So leaving that behind, I wonder, <laughs> first of all, I know that you're right now in your studies and you're studying philosophy, actually. And I was wondering, did you study before in Brazil? And if so, what was it that you were doing? Um, I Knowing that I would move from Brazil, I never actually did my studies in Brazil. I finished high school uh, and um, and yeah, I never start not even considered having i mean i tried i applied for university i i i passed to geography um but i i changed my mind like i worked in schools for a little bit in brazil and i saw the reality of school teachers there and i remember this this time i saw this teacher like be able to to handle a day a single school day in brazil like this guy used to use cocaine in class like to, to lecture to kids, like to, to little kids with his nose still uh, dirty, uh, like white, because he, he like to, to be able to take it, he had to drag himself, you know? And I saw that reality and I thought, okay, I'm not gonna work here <laughs> with that. Even if I, I find that the, the teacher, uh, I find that the profession beautiful, but being a teacher is incredible, it's, it's uh, honorable, I think, but it doesn't mean that just because it's honorable it doesn't mean I'm, I'm gonna pass through that I don't don't want to pass through that like to having to direct myself to to take a one day of school to one day of work no it's it's I never considered doing that again of course and yeah I, I if think... I'm gonna do it it's gonna be around here <laughs> yeah and I think also you know I mean I believe that um of course, one could teach at any given moment. And I also have some experience in teaching kids English. But ultimately, I think the best moment to teach is when you're past your prime career, let's say, if you really want to teach philosophy, for example, or literature, or, you know, just do that honorable work, I, I find that uh, you'll be much better equipped, and much more listened to in a way, I guess. Um, by those that want to learn uh, if you do it later on especially if it's not your calling like if you don't ultimately want to be a teacher just because you want to be a teacher then there is always time and uh, maybe it's best first to do some um, other stuff and have those experiences so my next question is about the whole um, traveling around Europe where did you go or maybe not even where did you go but what did you find the most amazing or which places would you recommend to our listeners to to check out okay um when it comes to beauty i recommend uh Lauterbrunnen in switzerland it's the place that inspired tolkien the the writer of the lord of the rings to that, that inspired him in his description of the elf city i forgot the name of the elf city uh, I won't remember. Rivendell. Right Rivendell, yes. Uh, it's it, Rivendell was based in uh, Lauterbrunnen in Switzerland, and most beautiful place I've ever been in my life. Mm, but when it comes to f like a good experience, it's fun. Um, I had an, a very interesting time in uh, in Italy, 
in uh, Venice. Um, but it was mostly because of the people I've met, not necessarily Italian people. I think the the best I think the best part about traveling doesn't have a specific place that that can create a, a situation, but it's the specific people that you meet, like the people that you stumble upon. Uh, it, it can give you such incredible uh, experiences, things you're gonna take for the rest of your life, and um, especially if you know how to interact with them, like. We had short time, me and you guys, we didn't have that much time to interact. Like, uh, but uh, when I was traveling, what I tried to do is uh, for, for a moment, I wouldn't talk much about myself, but I would actually genuinely be interested in the person that I would meet every day. I would like give them the stage of my day. Like I'll give them the stage to show them who they are, to show me who they are. And when you listen more than you talk, <laughs> you, it, it's incredible how much more you capture of the person, like how much more you 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 learn from them, and and how much re how richer uh, that they becomes, or that like even your like your world becomes richer when you see it through this perspective of this other person that you stumbled upon and and decided to give them like some highlight like some some uh, uh stage time in your day in your life in your trip and um i definitely recommend for those who are traveling not a place but an attitude and that attitude would be this one like give give the people you meet the proper state like the proper stage the proper uh, uh chance to introduce themselves that's beautiful i think that yeah and i definitely agree there is a a quote from Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People that says that uh, talk to people about themselves and they will listen to you for hours. And um, it's I think it's so true. You know, Jordan Peterson also mentions again and again that if you allow a person to really tell you what they have on their mind, they will tell you so many crazy stories you cannot believe. Like... <laughs> Even in you know, even a cab driver or a person you meet at the at the bus stop might just have a, a nugget of of wonder to to share with you. And uh, I think the biggest problem nowadays is that we're so connected online that we're so awkward in public. Um, Absolutely, we're yes. we're disconnected, you know, and that's that's something that. Uh, that's why people appreciate so much when you actually listen to them, because that's maybe for the first time in weeks that someone actually listened to them, not through a meme or a video or, a, you know, a, a vlog, but actually listen to them. I find that uh, still myself, you know, with, with all the interest in, in the world, I still find myself sometimes being awkward, especially in those uh, like small space moments. For example, right now I live in a hotel and there is an elevator. And not always the elevator feels comfortable to start a conversation, but it's such an obvious thing. You're standing there, you can feel the energy of the other person and the, the sort of the need that is not reciprocated. So you're both pretending to be so immersed in the phone or whatever you have. And the saddest part is, the phone does not work in an elevator. So what are you interested in? <laughs> I find myself like 
yeah i you know i'm trying my best to 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 break the silence from time to time but that's uh, that's definitely one of the the prettiest uh, messages so far in this episode you know for people to to have this attitude i love that um coming back to to the um to the topic then let's say let's look at your musician part musician stage um for how long have you been playing overall well um i learned the guitar i started learning the. i mean I call learning, but actually it was just a bunch of noises, horrible noises that I used to do in my room. And one thing that it was very, very important is to have uh, the people who live with you or your parents when you're a kid or um, to to be patient and to actually like don't 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 mind if you're making a lot of noise that is not sounding nice, not sounding okay in your room, like. If they are patient enough and let you get through this phase, you may like they may discover that that they're like um, you may discover one day that you that you can be good. But if you got your wings cut, like yeah, support. What I mean is support. Like we need support right from the start. Like especially from those who who we love or who who are our guardians. Or it's super important and. They ha- they always gave me support. I think the only thing my dad wouldn't give me support is is for if I wanted to sell drugs or something. <laughs> but he was. I don't think many, many always... fathers would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they but they were always like super supportive in everything I ever tried, everything I ever got interested at. In. It's not like we're a wealthy family that we can do that. Actually, I think it's the opposite. Like if we were a wealthy family. Have have this. I have friends, but especially one comes to my mind. He is one of the people I admire the most, and I consider him a very very successful successful person intellectually, if uh, in, in his career, in so many things. But he uh, he's he's just not happy. He he like he even though he wants to be a, an artist, a musician, even though he wants to pursue the things that really matter for him he he never he's never completely free to do that because he's depending like one part even though he's super independent one part of him still longs for the approval of the family because it's a wealthy family it's a it's a powerful family like lawyers and uh, anyways uh, that the the image like the, the the power and social recognition recognition of of the of the um, of the lawyer career right like he, he he's not interested in in, in keeping uh, his career as a lawyer but still he's got this weight uh, from the family uh, pushing him to do it he's he's not happy even though he's like one of the most admirable persons i i've ever met he uh he's like he, he's not happy like it's but uh where i wanted to go with that is like uh support is super important and I had all the support that I wanted needed in my life and uh, there's not a single thing that I didn't pursue and I'm very like I'm, I'm fine in everything I, I tried I, I, I write I paint and I'm good I, I consider myself like good enough for my to, for having fun and to making some money out of it and, and just to discover what the stuff that interests me 
but I was I never got like super good in anything. Not even the music. I don't consider myself a great musician. Um, but I it's I'm a musician good enough to work and be happy with what I do. Like uh, not and and also the best, the most important part, be working with something that doesn't harm anybody. Like I'm not creating need. Like with all due respect to salespeople, uh, my work's not basing on it's not based on creating a need, or like uh, making yeah like I, I'm not cheating in any way. I'm just like I consider my work to be um, human interaction or something like this. This thing, um, I, I'd say that I more than I play, I I have this this uh, bridge that I that I that I create with the people that are listening like it's not like they're listening much to my music it's more like they're looking at my soul through my eyes because I can look at them I look at them in the eyes and I say hey like with my eyes I say hey I'm alive and so are you let's fucking celebrate that you know <laughs> it's and, and the music's just a bridge to do that but with my work what I do actually is like reminding people that they're alive let's party a little bit for christ's sake like let's let's be alive together i consider th that's what i do for a living actually and the music's just the uh, the tool that's you beautiful see? and um you've touched on so many things i don't know where to start i i guess i'll start with the the funniest thing and the the most real um I hear it again and again in, in all kinds of, you know, scriptures, thoughts, and uh, Jordan Peterson, who I'm going to be quoting and quoting and quoting because he's really, really um, an important figure for, for, for my um, understanding of, of life, let's say. Uh, he points out as well, like, music, the same as a sunset or gazing in the stars or having the time of your life with your loved one. Like, this is the things those are the things that touch us the deepest you know it's like the expression it's it's the expression of this innermost self and that's why we you know that's why we leap up in um awe when someone does something amazing on the on the football pitch or or on stage because it it just touches us so deeply and that's so true like you know you're communicating what you do with your work is you're communicating and you're giving a little bit of a a, a spark let's say to the to the room um and th that's not something you need to sell people either you know they either pick up the spark and carry the fire or they just sit around cold um and i guess that's uh, either or it's quite quite okay in terms of what you talked earlier I think that's that's beautiful as well and it's really important I um you know I'm doing this book called The Artist Way um by Julia Cameron I definitely recommend it it's it's a beautiful workshop book for two weeks of um creativity it's two weeks of having fun with yourself and and trying to figure out what do you actually like to do uh, what fills you up and uh, and especially for an artist uh, I recommended it to Trenton the other day it's uh, it's just a beautiful experience I've done it before I never finished it but now since I'm in this space that I can really focus uh, I've, I've been keeping on it and um, 
why am I telling this? Oh yeah, because at some point she touches on this idea of shadow artists, that people that for whatever reason, for their own choice, for their society's, uh, um, let's say, um, expectations or for their family situation, like you said about your friend, they never fully pursue what plays in their heart instead they are those shadow artists so they you know collect the art maybe instead of painting or they play on the weekend in their room instead of playing outside or on a bar um, they write and they hide it under the you know under the bed instead of publishing it and so forth and I think this uh, as much as you know of course he's living his life and, and who are we to to talk about it in any way I, I would definitely encourage and I, I hope that this is also the message that uh, we as creatives, let's say, or, or struggling to be creative somewhat um, can send out to the world. It's like, well, if, if something really um, touches you on a deeper level, why don't you do it? Even if you do it in your spare time, do it as a priority, let's say, in that spare time. And at some point, it's going to grow. I, I think this is what, uh, um, I guess this is what you're doing right now with your writing as well, you know, like you don't have to be the best. There is no measurement of art. Like it's the, the measurement of art is in likes and clicks and those votes, but that's very subjective. It's not really a measure. Like it's not as easy for us to to state who's the best uh, writer of them all is it even possible to to state <laughs> who's the best writer of <laughs> them all so. you know like there there's so many and and there's and i guess that's the beauty of it as well like some people will start dancing when you play and some people won't and that's okay because those who don't start dancing maybe they dance to a different music or maybe they like to sulk and cry next to a song and it's fine as well. Like, um, but yeah, I find that really beautiful that, you know, your, um, your life and what, what we've, how we met and, and stuff. That was really beautiful that uh, you truly are living the, you know, the legend, the personal legend of, of being a musician. And, and I hope that Trenton will pursue that too, because I see that spark in him. Uh, and I hope that many others will see that spark when when they see you play um, and they go as well. Um, but yeah, let's let's continue because I kind of feel that this is this is a beautiful <laughs> topic that we could go forever on for hours. <laughs> and, and I think this is a, this is a beautiful moment for me to ask you about the philosophy since we're sort of touching there a little bit. Um, first of all why what what's what's your um you know i know my why but uh, what is your why for um being interested in it and secondly what is uh, maybe something that you'd like to take it for or maybe you're writing a book about it or you're considering you know exploring some one particular area further for some purpose yeah um well, I must say I study philosophy for out of fascination first and foremost. I don't expect on a, I don't expect to to make um, uh, money or a career necessarily out of it. Even as a teacher, like um, I like to think it's a plan B if I ever uh, 
if I don't don't get to achieve the the stability that I long for with with art and creativity and all, I'd like to have a plan B. So it's teacher like being a philosophy teacher as I find it so cool. And here in Europe, it wouldn't be hell like it was in Brazil. So, <laughs> but um, uh, the interest started uh, when I was living in, in Portugal, um, these two years in the factory, I was, um, had a lot of time with myself. Like I didn't have much friends in the countryside. People there mostly spoke about um, work or gossiped about each other's lives so I didn't have much uh, that many friends and staying alone uh, when you when you are alone and you don't have any friends to support you like let's say you you did something that was bad let's let's call it bad you did something that you you're not especially proud of normal situation social situation with friends you'd get like you'd share with them and they'd say like even though they didn't quite reflect it on the thing they would support you because they love you they're gonna say no you were right you did this because of this and that you were right you were the right person in that situation but when you were by yourself there's nobody to like say yeah so you you were right so you you have to you have to talk to yourself and when you talk to yourself uh put questions to yourself you're philosophizing and and uh you end up like when you don't have the support of nobody say you were right you actually realize by yourself you were wrong like you, you start to see um you start to see um uh, vices and, and stuff that you do that that is are not necessarily correct and, and not having nobody to to support you and to say that you were right you, you judge yourself you you go like actually getting to know who you who, your ugly part and I did got to know my ugly part in those two years and my what I would do the most like uh, was listening to some podcasts philosophy podcasts there's one very very nice one uh, 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 philosophize this wonderful podcast I think we discussed that me and you um, and um, it's, there, there's also two very very good YouTube channels one's called Academy of Ideas wonderful videos really helped me reflect on, on myself when I was alone uh, and there was there's another one but I forgot I we may you, I may give you the name afterwards and you mention it in the in the description yes definitely and um, it started there like um, when I was uh, COVID started and all and I was thinking like it would be nice to to use like I'm waiting for my citizenship I have like five years uh, uh, I had to have five years of residency to apply for citizenship here in Portugal and um, as I was working and waiting for for this uh, for this time I thought it would be useful to to make a, a university course and I started philosophy out of fascination and uh, I, we always come go with that uh, mindset like oh i'm gonna figure out the world now that i that i study philosophy and you think that you're gonna better understand the world and be fine we be more uh, at ease with it but actually what it did to me was it gave me the relief of knowing that no dude you will never understand the world <laughs> like it, it is a relief like because we as human beings like we, we there's this um 
school in philosophy, which are the indirect realists. Pardon me, philosophers, if I'm mistaken, but what I got from it is they say that the world that we, uh, that the world out there, is different from the one we perceive. We will never, as human beings, in our capacities, in our um, what's the word? in our cognitive uh, capability, we will never access the real world, never. What we'll do is through our senses, we're gonna capture our senses, our sight, our hearing, touch, everything will we'll capture information of that world and send to your brain and your brain is gonna like make a interpretation and present to you how to na better navigate the world that you're perceiving, but not the real world. You don't know the real world. And um, knowing that, this, this comes not only to the physical world, but also to the, to the world, uh, to uh, the attitudes of people, the, the, the cause relation uh, ideas that we have of the world and how it works and how things uh, happen. All of that becomes like completely unknown soon as you realize that you are experiencing the world as a human being you cannot you cannot make propositions about the world and say like this is the truth the truth like I don't believe that as human beings we can we can achieve uh, arrive to the truth the best we can is interpret and, and like consider like okay um this is the closest to truth what truth possibly is and the best uh the best uh, tool ever got from philosophy the best uh, thing that philosophy did to me helped me with is to 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 have this mindset as soon as i know that i will never see the world and the world that i'm living at is the one that my brain is creating for me to to navigate then i can kind of see the things um this this can be problematic but we can discuss this in another uh, episode or something but uh if I am creating the world that I'm navigating in, if my brain is creating it, then I can kind of uh, can manipulate, not manipulate, but train my brain, perceive the world in a way that is like, if I have a difficulty or, or if I have an insecurity towards something, or if I have like a fear about something, why not try to train my brain as, I, as this is not the real world. I don't know if what I fear is what it is indeed. So what I can do is I'll change my mind, change my brain. I'll make my brain perceive that in a way that I can surpass it. I can like, a, um, it won't be as hard as it is because that's how I understand the thing. I'm gonna understand the thing differently. Like in my case, um, uh, insecurities towards, um, I, I can't think of anything right now, but any insecurity that you may have, you you can definitely train your brain to to tell your brain, no, it's not like this, it's like that. And yeah, through the process of of navigating the, you, I hope you understood what I mean. But no, of course, is very useful when you when you accept that you're never gonna be the voice of truth. You can never say that one thing is this way and it should be uh this way that we should proceed as soon as we, you can change switch that it's it's wonderful it does wonderful things to your life and it's what philosophy helped me the best with by with facing my challenges and my insecurities and my problems 
in the world. Yeah, so what you said about the um, creating our reality, I think this, uh, first of all, maybe this is exactly what I've been, um, you know, what I am experiencing here in Kuwait right now, This, you know, being away from all the things that you're used to, being away from your friends and, and sort of the... Uh, the um, all the hustle and bustle of of being a you know a young human being in in Edinburgh and uh, enjoying one oneself for sure I did enjoy myself thoroughly but uh, for sure also this time as you said about your time in um, uh, Portugal being a bit stuck in your own head enabled you to notice your patterns and uh, you know you said you used the word support that people support us, uh, that people around us can support us and sort of make sure that we feel that we are right. But I think it also can be a bit, um, it's a support, but it's also um, a sort of excuse because they allow us to stay in our old ways because they are also used to those ways. And I, and I think this is an interesting, um, yeah, this is an interesting concept to put out there because uh, I've been actually tackling this uh, through the book, The Artist Way, but also just being on my own quite a bit and without mm -hmm. those frameworks of existence. That's why traveling is so beautiful. Like get out of your house to see what's your house built of. I think this is so essential to, to understanding how crazy we are. Um, but also so insightful in a sense that you can really create yourself a bit more consciously because I bet it gave you a lot of personal power instead of giving the excuses and um, falling into the same patterns, you know, like right mm. now I'm, I'm living in a place that being sober is normal and being drunk is not allowed. And, and if it happens, then it's obviously frowned upon it's such a different situation than, you know, a Friday night in Edinburgh. <laughs> if you're sober on Friday <laughs> night in Edinburgh, you're supposedly, you know, somewhere doing something wrong. And, uh, and this can already be a, a reason for people to say, come on, come with us. Oh, you know, like you'll work on it next time or you'll do it tomorrow or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes we need to remind ourselves like, well, if you got to do something, do, do it, you know, like it's um, the party can wait as well. But I love how you went into this whole like philosophy is supposed to help you understand the world. And the moment you're starting to look into it closely, you realize more and more that it, it cannot be understood. You know, this is like the Socrates saying that uh, I know nothing and that mm -hmm. I know it's like, he was supposedly the, the wisest man in the world. Maybe at that time he was. I, I, I don't take it away from him. But uh, this is something that, like, if you're really looking for answers, you're going to dig up more and more of questions. It's like with the science of, you know, um, when we look into the stars and every time they come up with a new telescope to look further, they see even more. And it's like every time you're trying to look closer into your body, you see even more. It's like it's not, it's not going to end, you know, like 
it's it's not gonna end yeah it's <laughs> and and i think it's the same with with what you said about the perceptions the way you perceive our conversation right now is not the way i perceive it and then if there would be someone else sitting around us they would have a completely different experience to the point that maybe even my <laughs> yeah it has so many layers like my perception of your perception of my perception is not <laughs> the same as my perception of your perception <laughs> and so on and so forth and um, yeah I think what I got from philosophy and and maybe just from from being a bit more um, open to discuss these things and and I really truly like feel so much better from talking about those things that for example the, the weather you know um, small talk for me is quite challenging I must say for me too <laughs> um, it's it, it's i don't know i maybe for some people it, it feels right but uh, it's like yeah like starting a lawnmower but you have not for connected the cable <laughs> it's just it's just torture for me yeah. <laughs> um, but but like in terms of those high ideas or, or or you know the perceptions and and discussing it it also allows you to truly stop being in conflict with others if you think about it because if we agree that there is barely anything that we can agree upon then we can have a proper conversation and actually listen to each other but there is no friction because I cannot convince you and you understand that and I understand it too so you know I think it was Marcus Aurelius that said that kings should be philosophers and philosophers should be kings it's like well mm. yeah maybe we wouldn't have all that hunger and world wars and uh, all the misery in the world because people would see <laughs> that they they don't know what they're talking about and it's okay yes. like it's it's this sort of humility from it and um, i find that really enriching and and in, in any stretch of the imagination i think that connecting you know writing and philosophy and music sounds like a good way of spending one's life in, in quite an enlightening space because you also see people react to your music and because of your let's say comprehension of of uh, the way reality is or maybe isn't um it definitely adds another layer to it you know it must be Absolutely. quite fun it's uh it's, and it's such an intimate experience, you know? I, I mean, you know. <laughs> but I, yeah, <laughs> even as a person who's just listening to the music, I, I, you know, it's a very, very intimate experience. Um, and to add a layer of that perception to that, you're creating your reality for sure, 100%. I think we all are. And maybe that's why all this uh, woohoo stuff that people think is woohoo, but I, in my opinion, it's actually quite true, you know, of... of affirming what you want in life like fake it till you make it kind of attitude it's not really faking yes. you just you just project it like um <laughs> if if your world does not know any other <laughs> then it has to appear at some point um one way or another <laughs> i like that and i think we, we should definitely yeah and i think we should definitely explore this further in another episode we'll do another episode i don't know if next week or Absolutely. you know whenever we'll find time i love that though and uh, yeah let's do that but now whenever you need whenever you need 
for uh, yeah i think uh, a week from now or two but for now i have one last question which is a classic question that uh, um all my interviewees guests friends and and uh, you know human beings that are on those vocal adventures with me uh, answer and you've answered it already a few times but now is a space for one more what would you like to leave our audience with it can be a piece of an advice an encouragement a warning sign a signpost a, a bumper sticker what would you like to share with us here well um I'm looking now at my notes on my wall to see if there's something that I find especially meaningful and important, but there's, it's just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would say, I would say, um, yeah, it depends on what moment the pass the the person's passing through, but um, I'd say focus. On, can I can I maybe uh, say something my dad told me once? It's three three things. Like when I was a, when I was a kid, I would say I'll tell my I'd see him working his ass out. Like he worked a lot, and he was barely not a, barely at home. And I would tell him when I meet him that, Dad, when I grow up, uh, um, I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to be very rich. You and mom will never have to work again. And I'm going to give you a Ford car and I'm going to give you a new house. And I'm going to give you this and that. And he would laugh at me because he knows the Brazilian reality. And he never thought I would, I would quit Brazil. <laughs> so he, he would laugh and say to me, and that's that's definitely what I'm gonna say to my kid once, and maybe whoever's uh, wondering what you should educate your kid like, uh, who am I to say? But I I do will do that like that. I'm gonna say my dad's word. Um, Lucas, I only want three things out of you. You don't need to give me any of that. Just give me three things. Promise that you will respect that you will respect other people. Promise me that you will follow the path of the good. You won't be a bad person. And third and most important, promise me that you will be happy. And the way in which you're going to achieve this third thing, it's none of my business. As long as you respect other people, follow the path of the good, and you're happy, I couldn't be more proud of you. And I think... These are the words that gave me wings to be everything that makes me a happy person today. And I think it's a good thing to hold on to. And it, it, I, it, it, um, it uh, amazes me to think where my dad took that out of because he's one of the simplest men I, I know. Like he, 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 he doesn't even write well, you know, but he's got this piece of knowledge that I don't know where he took out of. Maybe from simplicity, maybe there is a there's a very rich uh, content in simplicity that allows people to actually uh, say the right things, uh, feel the feel the the more the most the more real 
and say the most important things. I don't know. Simplicity is important. Don't let's not be rushing after running after greatness when we're like just um, uh, passing by in this existence. I don't know. Uh-huh. Damn, That's beautiful. That, that went that went further than I went, than I expected it to go, but it's no. my my dad my dad's words that count. That's what I wanted to say. That's beautiful, and yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, I, in terms of the simplicity, you know, I don't know who said that or where I read it, but uh, um, there was basically this idea that if if you know a topic well or if you're a well-spoken person, you will be able to use a few words to describe a huge concept. And then if you're focused on intellectually bombarding another person, but not necessarily saying it straight, you will come up with words that are barely understandable. And I guess the challenge then is what is the point of sharing with another anything if they will not understand? Um, so it's all the power yes. to your dad, man. Like it doesn't matter if you write or not, or, you know, if you had con- contemporary education, I, I think that you can really share quite a bit just with one word. And sometimes that word can be not even spelled correctly. And it, as long as it lands, that's, I loved Beautiful. what you said there. I loved what you said about uh, uh, communicating in a way that you're going to be, that, you're actually, that people will actually understand. Like, this is one of the reasons why I write and why I'm studying philosophy. I, I think that the big ideas that are the most important to for us to, to understand, to grasp, they should be communicated in a way that is accessible to everybody. And this is one of the reasons I write. Like I, that's where I wanted to go with writing. Actually, let's see if I make it. That's beautiful. <laughs> and you? No, of course. And you'll make it hundred percent. Do you write in English or in Portuguese? In Portuguese. Okay. Maybe someday I'll get to write in English, but it's in Portuguese for now. <laughs> well, maybe someday I'll get to write in Portuguese, but it's in English now. <laughs> well, so no, I, I envy you. I envy you. I'd like to write in English. It's just it's just a matter of doing it, man. I I you know I keep doing my Portuguese, so don't you know, watch out. But <laughs> uh, but of course, no, that's that's beautiful. Well, first of all, thank you so much for for joining me tonight, and uh, thank you. I have no doubt we'll do it again soon. Um, secondly, thank you guys for listening in. Um, it's been a pleasure. I hope that we've not. Uh, postponed your work run or whatever you're you're doing at the moment and uh, yeah let's keep spreading that creative love i'd like to to share um, my project for those who want to check our music uh, we you can find us on instagram as porto caravan if you guys ever need us for a concert an event a wedding birthday party any kind of anything uh wherever you are in europe give us a call if it's a good opportunity we may come that's beautiful and uh, other than that stay happy stay healthy, stay healthy and i'll see you next time <laughs>